Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 39. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading over to batmanpodcastnetwork.com. I am your co-host from the Garden State, a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Anvera, and today we're recording on April 18th. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. Now, let me introduce my partner in crime, the 2001 Shelter Island Clam Bake Champion, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman. Hello there, Pete. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? How's the shucking? <laughs> Yo, you got to start shucking early because it's on, what's it called? I know it's a few months out, but it starts, it's usually 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. So now is the time you try and find the best kind of clams and then you have to, you know, expect them, look at them, see where they're coming from. Then you freeze them for a while because mm-hmm. obviously it's still some time. And then uh, when the time comes, you know, you bake, you do the bake. So for someone who is on occasion been called aquaman mm-hmm. what where do you go for your clams i imagine you have a special spot no i don't i don't get them myself it's not like i go clam it and <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were a clammer i thought you went clamming <laughs> no 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 there's a couple of um good fish markets or uh, i've obviously i live on long island so there's a lot of good fish places to go uh-huh. there's a couple of good fish markets on the south shore on a couple of farms where they have clams that you just go you can go and pick them out and it's pretty cool it's a pretty uh pretty cool uh, cool thing to do and it's good to support the local industries here uh you know especially the fishing industry so it's pretty cool all right pretty fun time um are you are you gonna bring uh clam a uh, clam bake stuff to my my birthday barbecue ah who knows maybe maybe i will Maybe I, I'm bringing the pot. I got my own pot, Bill. It's not. It's not a gumbo pot. It's a crawfish <laughs> pot. I got a big old pot of crawfish. I do. I have a birthday. big pot too. I could do. I could use the clams in there when I because you have to soak them first. So I would do that. Because um, sometimes they're obviously they won't. They don't pry open so easy. So you soak them a little bit, and then they're easier to pry open. Uh, He's got all the answers. So it's, yeah, it's it's a real it's a shucker. Eh? It's a pro- <laughs> a fellow shucker. There you go. That's for Ryan Lauer. <laughs> yes, yeah, for Ryan Lauer. So yeah, so maybe I will, man. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll bring something. I said I'll make something anyway. So I'll think of something. All right, all right, all right. I look. I, I'm I'm excited to see what it is. I I see the uh, the evidence on Instagram. So I'm I'm interested to taste it. Yeah, maybe appetizer, or maybe I'll bring just something that you could throw on the grill. I'll marinate nope. something, or yeah, that's that's more than welcomed. More, more grill, more to grill the better. I say. So speaking of speaking of, well, you did Bill's voice. So speaking of Bill, what was he? What was that today? Did you see he posted something on Facebook that he was cooking? I couldn't tell what it was. Uh, I believe he was making his own Dr Pepper barbecue sauce. Oh, I okay. Was. See, I wasn't paying attention. I just saw it. I'm like, and I saw the Dr Pepper. I'm like, what is he doing with that? That's the one thing I don't do on my own. I don't make, obviously I don't cut the meat. I go to a butcher for that, but <laughs> I don't make my own barbecue sauce. It's something I've always wanted to do. I have. I've made my own barbecue I mean, sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I made it with um, some mustard and then I made one uh, spicy bar, um, barbecue sauce, which is buffalo sauce okay. and barbecue sauce mixed. I've made that a few times as well. I usually um, buy my sauce at the store and, uh, Right now, my favorite sauce is it comes in like it looks like just a regular kind of like mason jar thing. It's called a bone sucking sauce. I think I, I know buy that it one. The shop and it was pretty good. You know, their ingredients are simple. Uh, there's no uh, high fructose corn syrup, uh, not a whole lot of sugar. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Like you know, I I checked the <laughs> I checked the ingredients to my barbecue sauce. <laughs> I look like Harvey Bullock, but I checked the ingredients to <laughs> my barbecue sauce. <laughs> nah, so, man, you should. 
She but, uh, yeah, no, that, it was good. That I, I mean, and like obviously Stubbs. I enjoy Stubbs a lot too. Stubbs is good, yeah. Bone sucking sauce is my favorite sauce right yeah. now. Yeah, Stubbs is a good one. Yeah. I used to love Sweet Baby Ray's, but that first ingredient is high fructose corn syrup. And I'm like, all right, sorry, boys. Yeah, my sister, I went to my sister's house on Friday when we were supposed to record. Uh, Originally, that was the time we picked. But my sister was visiting from Arizona and it was her last night. So my sister had us over, had a barbecue. And she was going to put London broil in Sweet Baby Ray's. I'm like, you don't put London broil in barbecue sauce. Like, that's not. You thing. don't, but I'd be. I would try it. Why not? So I mean, meets meat, buddy. Like that's I'm true. That's thing. true. That's true. So we had a. Uh, like she had um, leftovers salad dressing. I think it was a balsamic vinaigrette. I'm like, yeah, let's put that in there. And uh, it came out good. It was good, dude. For some reason, I've had like this crazy idea to like marinate chicken in uh, creamy Italian salad dressing and see what happens. Well, we'll stay on the cutlet, so you'd probably still have some on when you put it on the. I'm interested the grill. to find out what happens. Or you know what you could do? Yes, guys, we're having a cooking show right now. But what you could, <laughs> <laughs> what you could do is is slowly put the just put a little bit of the creamy Italian on and then dip it in breadcrumbs. I was thinking of that, maybe pretzels or something. You know, there you go. Be yeah. a good, good little mix. I was I was thinking about that, but uh, yeah, for some reason that popped in my head, and I was like, I wonder if that's any good. I'm sure it would be fabulous. I can't imagine it wouldn't be. Like, what's so what, uh, creamy Italian dressing is awesome. Yeah, no, that's why I was so thinking I mean, about it. I was like, because usually, like, you know, I get away with doing it lazy. I just use regular Italian for a marinade. Yeah, I've made French onion chicken cutlets, but you use mayonnaise for the outside. Okay. Instead, and then you have French onion soup mix and put that on. It's very good. Very good. I'll give it a shot. That sounds good. All right, guys, we're going to, we'll stop with the cooking because. Unless you want us to keep going, let us know in comments. <laughs> and we'll add, yeah, we'll add this segment. Right? Yeah, we'll add this segment to the show every week. We'll pick a dish or something and talk about it. But yeah, man, I was not on the last show. Um, no, Ryan Z. Lauer was. Yes, Ryan Lauer. So thank you, Ryan, for sitting in and and bringing your special blend of talents to you straight out of Gotham. We we love having you. We love you, brother. Good friend of both of us. So we love you guys. Um, but yeah, I, again, I explained, we, um, I had my sister visiting, we, we gave my mom a surprise 90th birthday party. Her birthday was back in January, but we second birthday of the year, by the way. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So we gave her, she didn't know about this one. It was a really, really cool event, but I was heavily involved in the planning and the, and is that where the dancing picture came from? Yes. That's where the dancing picture came from. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was from the first birthday. No, it was this one. Okay. So yeah, so my as I probably said in the, our January show when my mom's birthday was, my mom is ninety years old, and so we had all it was all of us were there. All she has eight kids. All eight of us were there. Um, it was just a really really cool night. So that's why I was not available last week to record. Just long story short, that's where I was. I I saw Pete had put out the 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 poster for me looking for me. <laughs> I didn't know where it was, <laughs> but that's where I was. So. uh Sorry for everyone if you were. Somebody found me. him. Like we knew yes. we we found him. He was missing, but now he's found. Yes, but thank you again, Ryan. Uh, you know you're always welcome to come on the show. Let us know. But both of us are here too. You don't have to just record with Pete. You could come in without here too. <laughs> yeah, just let us know your location and we'll do a show. Oh, here we go. Okay, guys, I want to bring this up. I don't know inside what jokes, inside joke. No, 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 I want to explain it because it's creepy to me a little bit, and I That's want to know creepy. why. <laughs> We have a show to do, and you delay it. You, you, you cut us off on Food Network, and now you're changing topics. Now you went to like unsolved mysteries. Let's just say Pete likes to track the people in his life. <laughs> people in his life. All you know is I know Justin is usually safe and sound. <laughs> if anything ever happened to him, I guarantee you, I'd be the first to know. You would. You'd be the first to know. So that include, and that includes Burgundy. Like she'd have no idea. Oh, geez. because I would know first. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would be the first. To know. That's true. If he's ever missing, or you know, I would know, or I could tell the FBI exactly. Exactly. Pete, we, actually, I think Pete Unlimited might be show logos for the rest of my life. <laughs> a quick shout out to Justin Kowalski and his and his um, wife Burgundy. They are starting a new venture, a new business, and um, we wish them nothing but luck. Uh, it's ice cream and cookies and all that goodness looks really good. So may Madam Webb look upon you with fondness. <laughs> yes. Good luck to you guys. Um, all success again. So, uh, and definitely I will be coming out 
Pete will be too. We'll figure something out to try try this ice cream, this fabulous ice cream. Because, well, me and Justin have to go to Khakis of Carmel. It's our favorite clothing store, and we've okay. got to go out there. So, like, we've got to make those plans. But uh, you complained about somebody else doing seven minutes of banter. Right now, we're at nine forty-five. So <laughs> it's okay. We have time. We have time to get. Through. It's okay. It's all time right to get now. through the rundown. It's okay. All right, so as you guys normally, as you guys know, we pick some topics every week. We roll, run through them real fast. All all of them are comic based or um, pop culture based for the most part. So um, they're all fanboy based. Yes, fanboy. We have sometimes Star Wars stuff. We don't not always DC related, but we only do Star Wars and Eric's not on the show. Yeah, I whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's start. So we're gonna start with a cool story, actually. Um, as we knew, no, a couple months ago, I think it was in January, we heard that the Batman number one comic book sold for two point two million at some auction. Um, well, Superman's first appearance in Action Comics recently went for three point two five million. Um, which is crazy. It was graded a nine or eight point five. No, that's no. Hold on, what? I was going to say that's high. That's an old book, dude. I don't know yeah, it's eight point five. So it that's went, nuts. That's high. That's such a good quality. Yeah, and you figure it's an original printing, right? So, got it. well, I mean, it better be for that price if it's a fake. <laughs> it's been I'm around sure for Nicholas a long Cage, time. Yeah, Nicholas Cage might have it if it's a fake. <laughs> so this is awesome. Um, every time I read one of these stories, I hear one of these stories about these original books going for such a high amount. I always kick myself for not knowing someone or, or well, not, I mean, you got it's like it's like, Dad, why didn't you collect this? Exactly. Right? <laughs> I'm like, why did you collect comic books? You could have been set. You could have had this all, but. It's a pretty cool story. Um, what do you think, though, Pete? When you heard it, you saw that amount. It's pretty damn. Uh, high, right? I mean, dude, like my, I mean, as someone who collects comic books and has, you know, a couple of comic books were worth a penny. To have something like that is just like, well, it's unattainable for me. <laughs> and then it's just like, I'm like, whoa, it's like, it's like the Holy Grail, right? Detective Twenty Seven, yeah. Action One, um, you know, and you're just like, man, oh, dude, like that, like to just hold it would be like. I remember one time my comic shop had like Batman number four and I was like, can I just like hold it? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to hold Batman four in my hand. And it's just, it's, there's something about those like early, early books, not because they're like amazing, but because of like, it's the start, you know? And today is, you know, the 83rd birthday publication day of uh, Superman as well. So like, you know, just in the nick of the time, finally the guy's worth, you know, 3 million bucks. And it's like every time you hear about one of these books, it's like it always go, it's always a million dollars higher than the last one. So like, I'm wondering, oh man, who's uh, who's got the next issue of Amazing Fantasy that's going for four million, right? Yeah, and so. it's crazy. Like when you think about it, like all these people seem we seem to have all these new types of money coming out and stuff, and people are looking to collect because apparent collectibles are apparently on the rise, which I did not know. Um, so. That's good for me, I guess, right? Yeah, so I mean, definitely you have a you have tons of comics. I'm sure there's some really really high valuable ones that you have. Yeah, um, might be a good time to get in your collect out again. <laughs> yeah, and then go and uh get it checked out and see what the um rating is. It's certified the the CGC, the certified guarantee company, right? That's who does the grading of books. So, if all of you have comic books, all you comic book comic book collectors out there, uh Check all your old issues and send them. Find someone from the CGC and. What's the oldest issue you have? Oh, I don't know. Um, I'd have to look. I know I have some a lot of Spider Man from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look through my collection. Um, fair enough. Yeah, I can't think of it right now. Uh, they're all. In a long box somewhere. I think I have I have only about two long boxes. You have like eighty seven thousand. I have two. <laughs> That's well, I have a problem. I do. So uh, I do. Yeah. I um, think if I had to get my oldest, it would probably either be an issue uh it's got I think it's gotta be an issue of Batman. My most expensive is probably an issue of Fantastic Four. Didn't you recently buy a couple that were no, I got them appraised. My Fantastic oh, Four okay. 48 first appearance of Surfer and Galactus. Uh, I, when I, <laughs> he was like, can I buy these back for you? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was like, I won one. 
oh my god it's, it's like a good feeling you know like oh yes. wow like this is mine i own this piece of history i was more of a card i was much more of a baseball card collector when i was a young so you gotta have like a mickey mantle or willie mays then i don't but i have a don mattingly rookie card there you go um who else do i have kirby puckett that's nice. Uh, yeah, I have a some really really cool, um, really really '80s guys. Obviously, I was that's when I really started collecting. So, and then I started collecting basketball cards, and I have this gold plated Shaquille O'Neal classic for money for that one is worth I know about three four thousand dollars. But really, that's great. Yeah, was it, is it is it for me? Was it in Orlando? It was the um, what's it called? It was the classic rookie set. So it had this picture from LSU, but it was gold plated and it was rare. Oh. It was like you. It was a very rare card, and I happened to get it. So you, you got it in like a pack? So, yeah. I just was lucky enough to get it in a pack. Now, did it feel like – because it's like a foil pack. Did you feel like uh, Charlie from Willy Wonka? <laughs> no, I did not feel like Charlie. Uh, I just – I remember a couple of me and a couple of my friends who we started collecting basketball cards at the time, and then I remember getting it, and they were, they all just wanted it. Like They were like, oh, let's trade you blah, blah, blah for this card. And I was like, nope, not get rid of this one. Uh, it was, man, thinking back, I have so many basketball cards now that are just scattered, not scattered. They're in one place, but just like, I don't know what I would do with any of them now. I'd probably just burn them, but except, oh my except, God. <laughs> except for that one, Jeez. Uh, cause that one again, um, was awesome. I probably have other rookie cards too, from that era that I could look through. And I know I have Larry Johnson's and Gary Payton and oh, I love the glove. Yeah. I have a bunch of those kinds. So that was more of my thing. Um, I read comic books, didn't collect them, but I, I collected cards, sports cards, trading cards. So, that was my go. binders, binders, and binders. Yeah, I do have binders. So, well, my nephew wants them because he, he's much more collector than I am. But how like, old is he? Now he's eighteen. But he's oh, want, he's old enough now. He's I, wanted I them for him. years, though. He's wanted, he's wanted them since he's younger. Fair enough. I thought if he was younger, I would say, ah, wait till he's older. But he's the right age. Yeah. He'll take care of them. So moving right along, uh, we had learned what it was probably last year at this time, I think, maybe a little bit, maybe this summer. It all blends together at this point. Yeah, at this point, that we were getting a She-Hulk show that was going to be on um, Disney+, and apparently it started filming. There was a list of the Georgia films that are Georgia shows and films that were upcoming what they were going what they're going to start filming and in production and she hulk was on the list so we know falcon and winter soldier is coming to an end next week is the finale and then we have loki coming um we have miss marvel and hawkeye so then they're going to be starting shooting she hulk and now we see this is here so pete i know when we was announced you said you were excited so what what's your feeling now that it's actually in production and it's on the list i'm just i'm pumped man like this is right now this is probably the show from Disney Plus I'm really the most excited for. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is definitely number one. I think it's living up to expectations. Yes. Um, and I liked WandaVision. Um, I'll check out Loki, even though I'm not really interested in it, but you know, I'll, I'll watch it. I just, like, I don't care about Thor stuff. That's just me. He's so good, though. He's no, just, he's great. Like, he's I can't, so he's great in everything. Like, he's yeah. a great actor. But uh, I'm I'm dying, man. I'm, I I can't wait for them to release something uh, about uh, actual She Hulk. Like I I can't wait to figure out what they're doing with the character. I want I can't wait to see what she looks like, and you know whether it's going to be a person or CGI or whatnot. Right. Um. I'm excited to see what they do with Jen Walters. Uh, Abominations coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk's coming back. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this sounds like fun. Like I was like, you know, I always complain that like why can't you know Marvel and Universal work together to get a Hulk movie? But if you know if he pops up a few times in She Hulk, it's better than nothing. So I'm excited for that. Uh, even though, you know, Norton's my guy, like Norton's my Hulk. Me too. But, uh, you know, uh, I'll take what I can get. And, uh, you know, I'm just pumped. I can't wait to uh, finally watch this thing. Yeah, I mean, you knew there. The one thing that I saw in the description was that it's considered a comedy. So I'm wondering how how that's going to go. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it, it's all good questions. I'm just like, I'm wondering, like, oh man, what do you, what do you have up your sleeve now? Like, that's, I can't, that's what I'm saying. I'm curious, like anticipation is the most fun part right because like once it's here it's here and then if you don't like it it's like oh crap i gotta sit through this but you know if this is the this is the best part and i'm like oh okay comedy what's she hulk really like? like i'm all about like i can't wait for that first i'm gonna try to stay off of uh you know getting you want to be surprised by, not being surprised but i don't want to see a stupid spy pick you know like I, especially if it's like well you know 
it's a person, but we need the finishing touches of CGI. Like I want to see the, I want to see what you're going to show me. I don't want to see what somebody captured, you know, 40 feet of 40 yard. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to see the actual thing. So I'm just dying to see that character. I, I love Jen Walters and I'm a, really pumped to see her in live action yeah and i mean so far i think of with the disney plus shows like we said they're pretty much two for two right now so um i'm in every now i just want to see what else they well, do i'd say three for three right mandalorian's a disney plus show like i mean no you know, i meant in I just the Marvel, mcu but, i meant just in the oh, mcu yeah i mean at this point i really just trust disney plus like i think they make good stuff yeah so i'm of course looking forward to this as well um, it's cool to know that it's on. It's being slated because you never know. We, we always get announcements, and sometimes things go awry and they don't happen. So it's good that we see that this is in production. It's well, that's why we start hashtags and we start yelling. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but uh, we won't go there right now. Um, but since we brought up Loki, uh, there was a trailer drop for Loki since the last time you and I spoke. Um, yeah. And just really quick, what did you think? Uh, it looks interesting. Like I said, like I don't care about Loki. I don't care about Thor stuff. But like I'm like, okay, this is what are you guys doing? Like again, I'm just I'm just curious, and uh, it won't be something that I care that if I get necessarily spoiled. It won't be something that I like have to watch at 3 a.m. But like I'm definitely going to tune in and check it out. So uh, you know, like game on. Let's see what you got. Yeah, it was a lot. The trailer was very good. Um, I love Owen Wilson. He's great. Exactly. He's great. He looks good. Wow. What. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what he says. That's like his question. Yeah, it's either him or his brother. One of them doesn't. You no, know, it's him. It's him. You're right. It's him. Yeah, no. I mean, um, the trailer was interesting. Uh, I will say how they started. Um, the beginning, they they say sign your name on everything you've ever said. That was funny. I thought it was and funny. he says absurd, and then they print out another one, and it's the old school printer, right? It's those old school with the um, with the perforated edges yep, yeah. with, and the and the holes on the side so um it's kind of they kind of drop a cl- little bit of hints and clues there looks like there's a scene with him and natasha that's who it looks like um, okay sitting I didn't catch there. That. Right. so yeah, there's a couple of things in the trailer that look really really interesting and i've said from the beginning and i still believe this even though he's kind of more and he's not totally a villain but he kind of is he's been their best villain for me um I was surprised they killed him, man. So yeah, I was too. I was like, "Damn, that's ballsy!" You guys finally grew a pair. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this show. I have been for a while. I loved the first Thor film and their him and him. The and, first one's really good, man. Yeah. I really dig that movie. I'm yeah. not even a Thor guy, but I'm like, wow, I really enjoy this. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. But anytime I can get him in the in that role again, I'm all in. So anything uh, but Ghostbusters, bring it on. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely give uh what's it called? Definitely can't wait for Loki. Definitely looking looking forward to She-Hulk as well. And uh yeah, looking forward to the finale next week of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Maybe we'll do a, a oh, retrospective dude. on that after. Do you think do you think Sam's going to wear his Falcon Captain America hybrid suit? I do think that. I do too. I do, I too. do I think, think that that's what's in that um suitcase that yeah, no, that you. Bucky gave him. So uh but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's been excellent. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, again, they, they just keep doing a good job with their stuff, whether you love the universe or you don't, it's usually very quality stuff. So looking forward to that going forward. Um, all right. So this is the casting portion of the show. I'm going to have to, we're going to have to get a drop created or something where we can drop in a little thing, casting news or something. We'll like have to that. talk to Garrett. That's his thing. He yeah. Cause uh, we're definitely going to have to do something because I feel like we do casting all the time every week. And it's always about the same movie. Yes. It is always about the same movie. Um, this, we have a couple of ones in this one, but we will start with, of course, black Adam. Again. Um, yes. So, <laughs> Black Adam has cast comedian Mo Amer boards, or is that no? Sorry, I'm reading it wrong. Comedian Mo Amer, um, who Pete, you told me you watched his comedy special when you saw this. Yeah, he was pretty funny, man. I was I was laughing, laughing out loud. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I don't know what you're doing in Black Adam, but <laughs> you are a good comedian. You made me laugh. Well done. Uh, you know, I, I will tune into the next Netflix special we have. It was really good. Uh, it was on Netflix and uh, check it out. It's, it's mentioned in the uh, deadline as a deadline. Yes. Uh, yeah. Deadline article. So uh, that's, I was like, okay, let me check this out before the show. And I was like, all right, like if he's going to be somebody funny, he's definitely going to make me laugh. He's got the chops to do it. And I love it. It was all topical. It was all current. And, you know, and it was, you know, it was, all, it was, you know, it was about him and his culture and being in America and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's very, you know, modern. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is cool. Like I, I like that stuff. 
you know, I like when people joke about themselves because it's like, you know, everyone has like similar things they can relate to in a way. But um, I was down for it. Like, I thought it was great. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Um, I don't know much about this guy, so I definitely want to see. Um, it's at least a quick hour. It goes by fast. See what his comedy is like. So, guys, he has a Netflix comedy special called Mo Amer the Vagabond. Um, He's also on an award-winning Hulu sitcom named Raimi, or I guess it's Raimi. Um, he stars as Ramsey Youssef's cousin. So he's on that. So if you guys know more about this guy and you want to let us know, hit us up on Twitter or uh, let us know there or in the Facebook group and let us know more about him because I really don't know much about him. They don't even tell us who he's going to be playing. Nope. It's under right. lock and key. Yeah. So Pete, so we, you said before we, when we were talking before the show, you're like, um, what possibly could he, who possibly could he play? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. I have no clue. I have no idea. Bring it on. Yeah. So it should be fun. I mean, this cast, of course, is is awesome, and we just keep adding more people to it. So, oh, this film, I'm really the more I hear about it, the more interested I am, and I just want to, I just can't wait to see it. Can't wait to yeah. see it now. Yeah. No, I'm pumped. Uh, I it might be it, it is my more anticipated movie uh, post. Uh, well, outside of the Batman, I don't want to say post, but uh, outside of the Batman, uh, and that includes Flashpoint with you know Keaton and Affleck and all, everything that happens to the table. Black Adam, I was like, wow, this movie's just so well cast. Yeah, man. And then I'm just, I'm, I'm just really excited. And we haven't even gotten to the big gun yet, so no. There we go. Bomb's about to drop. <clears throat> Wait, I don't know if I'm thinking the same thing you are. There's, there's two Black Adam castings on the rundown. Go for it, because I think I oh. missed it. Oh, you did? I think so. Oh, Eric doesn't pay attention. Eric doesn't pay attention. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My fault. Well, go ahead. Uh, Lucy Liu has been cast as a villain in... Uh, no, she's going to be in Shazam, Pete. Is it, it's Black... Yeah, okay, whatever. It's the same thing. <laughs> Shazam, Black Adam. They're the same... They're the same... <laughs> Lightning Bolt. The, yes. the, the wizard. It's the yes. same thing. Yes, yes. Same universe. Same universe. Same See, I didn't miss same. it. I didn't miss it. I was not know where you were going there. Well, yes. I, Lucy- I guess I'm not paying attention. <laughs> yes, Lucy Liu has been cast in Shazam Fury of the Gods as the villain Calypso, the sister of Helen Mirren's villainous character, Hespera. So, Pete, my first question to you is, do you know who Helen Mirren is now? Uh, I do now because of you. <laughs> That's very good. I'm glad because when we first broke that news, I don't know, you know, did not she was. I don't, know, I, I don't know who these people are until they're cast in these superhero movies. Yeah. I don't follow Hollywood. <laughs> I just follow these movies. And I can't even get the movie right because I, I was about to say that uh, Lucy Liu's in Black Adam. That's true. So I, screw, I screwed that up. So I'm it's not, okay. I'm, yeah. It's, it's been right. a long day. It's been a long day. Yeah, you know. Um, but there's no Calypso in DC. So she, again, is a new character. Um, just like I think Hesper is new. Yeah. So from what we've been told, they are going to be somewhat of a, a new take on the three witches. Yeah. And I think Rachel Ziegler is the third witch. If I just had to guess, because yeah, she's they're... the unnamed, unnamed. Uh, right. Un- yeah, they haven't addressed her casting yet. Yep, they're supposed to. They're considered um, the daughters of Atlas, um, and obviously Atlas is one of the sources of Shazam's. Or sorry, Captain. And Marvel's we heard Ziegler was going to play with Billy's heart, so it just makes it seem like she would be the witch. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, again, like you said, this is a big, big, big news. Of course, Lucy Liu is famous for her roles in Charlie's Angels and Kill Bill and Ally McBeal, and she's been around for a while. And um, yeah, I mean, anytime again, you add another. Cast like a famous casting like this, someone who's well known and who's who's a veteran of the industry, who's been in numerous things. Um, it's only good for the project. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've always liked her in everything I've seen. She was also on Elementary. Um, I don't know if you watched that show, the Sherlock Holmes no, um, CBS spinoff. No. Yeah. Um, so it was a very very good. Uh, that was a very very good show, and she's excellent. So I mean, I trust David F. Sandberg, so like I'm all for it. You know, like I love the first Shazam movie, so yeah, I think he's got a he's got a good eye, you know. And I loved all his horror stuff too. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of his. Of course, so there's knows elements knows of yeah, there's elements of the horror in in Shazam. Like it's yeah, it's very very it. well done. So yeah, so welcome to the versus movie with Black Adam, and then Lucy Luke can appear in that, and yeah. then her and Black Adam are in a movie. So then I wasn't wrong. <laughs> Did you guys catch all that? Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, like we've been talking about, these two characters who do, are connected do eventually connect on film. 
and we have all the both their it's universes. It's the next Godzilla vs Kong. It's the next Godzilla vs Kong. I'm sure. Let's just call it Shazam vs Black Adam or Captain Marvel vs Black Adam. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter. It's got to be Shazam. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't think they can call him Black uh, Captain Marvel. They can call him Black Adam though. Yes. And Lucy Liu's not in that movie. No. So I, I fixed my, I fixed it. <laughs> I'm sure Justin's gonna have fun with that one. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Justin likes to uh, needle us on that stuff and names. Uh, <laughs> Like said, Nito us on Dave's too. So, uh, moving right Although, along, though, we have I've more. done a few shows with Garrett, and he's been pronouncing names wrong, so he's no angel. Yes. So we, um, yeah, again, looking forward to that. Lucy Liu is awesome. We have more casting news, though, for another DC film. Aquaman two is adding Game of Thrones alum Pilu Asbeek, um, from again Game of Thrones fame. He will be in Aquaman 2. Uh, I remember him. He played... Oh, God. What was his name? I'm forgetting his name. You watched Game of Thrones. I did. He was one of the Greyjoys. Euron. Played Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. And uh, he's apparently going to be a villain of some sort. But they're not really sure. Uh, there's not really many details did there. Did he listed, so. and Momoa share any screen time on Game of Thrones? I don't remember. I didn't watch Game. I don't Everyone's remember. Amazed by that, but I didn't. I mean, the, the Momoa was on it in the early seasons, so I don't remember um, if they were on all together. But, uh, I mean, all the acting on that show was so good. So every character. I mean, unless... unless Except for the eighth season. The eighth season's horrible. No. Uh, Reno, our friend Reno, does not like um, Amelia Clark in the show. <laughs> Is it one of the <laughs> X-Men? Um, yes, Sophie Turner, yes, who played um, uh, Dr. Jean Grey in the new version. Obviously, Fomke Janssen was the original Jean Grey, but in the newer versions, Sophie Turner played her, um, and she was in Game of Thrones, yes. So we have alum from there for, in, uh, for a Marvel movie, and now we have an alum for um, a DC movie. Um Geeks Worldwide reported that he is possibly going to play the villain. They mentioned in their casting call re- release that uh, the villain of the movie might be the fisherman uh, who uh, for, I think is like mid late forties, early fifties English accent. Yeah. He would uh, work. Poss- possibly Nemo would be the villain, uh, the organization Nemo. So what um, are they doing with, with black Manta? I would imagine he probably joins Nemo in some capacity. Right. You know, they, they seem to, kind of have the same goals, you know, under water domination. <laughs> that's the term. Um uh but yeah, that that's what I'm thinking. I think they somehow they team up with Black uh Black Adam. Black Manta. <laughs> we got Black and, Adam about the braid. Yeah, I do. And I, I couldn't even get the casting right. Um <laughs> But yeah, that that's that's what I'm kind of leaning towards is somehow uh All Black right. Manta joins up with them. All right, but again, like this is another ec- a casting from uh, someone from a hit show and to add to a movie that obviously has a huge star movie star, two of them um, in it, huge cast. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, just keep adding more people, make it a good film, because Aquaman, uh, I have a feeling Aquaman's going to be around a long time. So, so Nemo stands for Nautical Enforcement of Macrocosmic Order. So that, I don't know, they're... Sea pirates. <laughs> How do you want me to explain that? But there you go. They're comic books. Nemo. It makes sense. Not the finding one. We're not finding Nemo. That's not or the, Captain. It's not a fish. Yes. Just keep swimming. Oh, I love that movie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that's Aquaman. So we have our DC casting that we just ran, did a quick run through. Um, but so there was some more casting that happened for another title. That is not really a comic book title, but it is a famous title nonetheless. Um, so, our, of course, I'm talking about Indiana Jones. We know that, that Harrison Ford is going to be reprising his role as Indiana Jones, which is crazy to me. The man's in his 80s, I think, or, or I think close it's great to that it. He wanted, he wanted to get killed as Han Solo, not to make another movie, but he'll keep making Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is like, this is his star, Yeah, that's right. Lone that's right. Film. Yeah, yeah, it's better than Star Wars, baby. Yeah, so, well, I don't right. agree. Yeah, right. I love both of them, but of course. I love Indiana Jones more. Ryan Lauer knows how he feels about Star Wars. <laughs> we all do. You tell me all the time. <laughs> but it's fine. So, uh, 
So we have a casting that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is set to co-star opposite Harrison Ford in the new movie. She is famous for Fleabag, um, where she she won Emmys for that show. It's a television show. I've never seen it, but um, I'm sure Zeddy has. I'm sure Zeddy and Nico have. I'm sure they could tell give us a complete rundown of that show. But um, she also does have Star Wars history in um, her past where she voiced L337 in Solo. And L3 was the a robot droid? counterpart. Yes, the droid counterpart to Lando Calrissian. So we have a, a Star Wars reunion nonetheless. And this does happen a lot. Um, it's just the wrong Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a little too old to play young Han Solo. Uh, they, maybe they could have done de-aging technology, but... And in addition, another Star Wars alum um, from Rogue One, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, will also be uh, playing in Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford. And Interesting. Uh, yes. It's funny because I remember, I remember Mads more from uh, James Bond. Yeah. Like, he, he's an awesome villain in that movie. And uh, it's, I, funny enough, uh, What's Your Name has a writing credit on the latest James Bond movie. So it's like full circle. Waller Bridge. I was like, whoa, I was like, this is this is I was like, man, Hollywood, like everyone just kind of gets around. <laughs> Everyone's invading everybody's franchise. And, you know, like I was like, wow, you know, there are people of many hats. Yeah, but I mean, like these there's it's incestuous too with certain people, like Spielberg and Lucas yeah. um, did Indiana Jones, and here we have Mickelson and then Waller Bridge coming back. You know, um They all have their people. Yeah, so they have their people. And we saw it with Nolan too, right? When he did Tim Burton. Um, Johnny Depp. Yep. Tim Burton with Johnny Depp. Yeah. I mean, you have actors you're comfortable working with and they're comfortable working with you. Um, Zack Snyder. He, he casts a bunch of his people. All yeah, the time. he does. That's true. Mm. Uh, Martin Scorsese goes back to a lot of the guys he always works with. So Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. It's, it's always the same group of people. So. Sure, but I mean, I guess if you have a good creative rhythm with people, you want to keep that for your films, and you don't have to go through that whole awkward process. Let the mojo um, flow. Yeah, and if anyone's coming in, you already have your stable of actors who know how you work, so then they can help bring them in. It seems to be just a very smart way to do things. Uh, but I love this guy. I love Matt Mickelson. So um, he played. He was in Hannibal, the TV show that obviously um, mm. was canceled, but he played Hannibal on that. So um, he has a of course also in Fantastic Beasts. He just got yep. He just got a recast in that uh, role for Johnny Depp. Yep. And of course, this is being directed by James Mangold, who of course did Logan and <sighs> love that movie, dude. Yeah, love those movies. So I'm pumped, man. I, I didn't hate Crystal Skull. I know a lot of people did, but um, I'm excited for this one. I, I like Mangold, so I'm down. Yeah, me too. I'm def- definitely looking forward to this. Uh, and John this, Williams is coming back. Yeah, he's going to come back and score the movie. So that's that's a huge bonus for all of us. That's another uh, soundtrack I'll buy. Yeah. So I'm I'm also wondering what they're gonna um the ending of this movie. I don't want to get too far, but I feel like Phoebe and Mickelson are actually kind of team up because she said because they said Phoebe was playing opposite, which means right. villain, right? So like I feel like it's uh, a, a tag team versus Indiana, right? I don't know. Uh, that, that's kind of that's kind of how I took it, but. Uh, I know some people said that she was going to play the heir apparent, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." That's not how I read it because they said opposite. So that would be interesting. Yeah, I heard that a few places. Hmm. I would not hate that. I don't know what they're going to name. I don't know. As long as she kicks ass <laughs> in the movie, like whoever takes over for Indiana Jones, just better kick ass. You know, <clears> that's that's true. it. I, you know, it's it's Indiana Jones. Like that's you know, it's I, you got to be good with a whip, <laughs> right? Like you know. There's so many there jokes was, I could go there, but I'm not going to. Yes, you're, you're right. You have to be good. <laughs> you have to be good with a whip. You're gonna have to know how to tilt your fedora. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you definitely have to know that too, and drop one-liners and all the fun stuff that makes Indiana hate Jones. Snakes. You gotta hate snakes. Gotta hate snakes. Yes. Yep. All the fun Indiana Jones drops. You gotta know. So, oh, looking forward Temple to that film. Definitely. Uh, <clears throat> Cannot wait to see it. Uh, again, again, I'm a little trepidatious about what Harrison Ford is going to be doing. Um, I don't know, dude. He did pretty good in Crystal Skull. Like in the opening, he did that uh, whip thing where with the beams, and they did play on the joke where he was older. So I, I kind of dug what they did, to be honest with you. I, I kind of I like that they didn't shy away from it. But how uh, many years ago was that, though? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying that's what they did the last time. So I imagine it'll be something along those lines. Right. 
Yeah, I'm just wondering how many years, like, I'm thinking how maybe many he's, years Maybe he's that. looking for the Fountain of Youth. And then the next movie, they de-age him like he's uh, Robert De Niro in The Irishman. <laughs> okay. It's kind of an Indiana Jones thing to do, right? I'm just saying. Pete is writing the sequel. We haven't even gotten this one yet, but Pete is writing. I, I'm, hey, I am available. <laughs> Hire me. You know, as long as all my Twitter friends will go to bat for me when my uh, spec script gets canceled by the studio. Oh, I definitely will. I will. <laughs> as long as you, as long as you go after that big bad studio for not accepting the fan spec script. <laughs> yeah, Lucasfilm is. Uh... <laughs> Wait, who's this guy? Who's we'll go after them. Yeah. <laughs> What is, is, Jersey, an, is that why there's an oil stain on the first page? What does Jersey know about Indiana Jones? Yeah. Tell him to go eat some gabagool. <laughs> oh, man. So, no. But I got your back. You know that. But I, let me read the script first, at least. And then, you know, we'll go uh, from there. I'll, I'll make sure to send you the treatment. Okay. That works. You could do that. I will definitely you, have you, you back could, on this. You could be my associate producer. Oh, yes. I've always wanted to be an associate producer. Not really. I want it to be. I want to be an executive producer. <laughs> you want to be the CEO. That's who you want to be. Yes, this is true. It's a very good point. All right. So, I read this story the other day, and it's funny that you put it on the rundown because I was going to bring it up to you. Something we wanted to discuss. It's not something we normally do, but there is a global warming. <laughs> no, close. Uh, there is a legal battle going on for the rights of Predator. Now, everyone knows Predator, the Predator movies. First one starred Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I believe it had, um, that one I think had one sequel. And then they did Alien vs. Predator. Yeah. And then they rebooted it a couple years ago. Um, again. Uh, no, I don't think they, re- it was, it went Predator, Predator 2, Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. That's true. Yes. Uh, and then Predators by Robert Rodriguez, which I thought was phenomenal. And then the predator, which Shane black came to write and direct. Yes. And I think, I think that's where we stand. Yes. Thank you for clearing that up. So the original screenwriters, Jim and John Thomas want to try. Um, they, they, in, how do I say this? They executed a copyright termination in 2016. Um, they served the termination notice to, to Disney and saying that their rights to the film, the franchise, will be lost. And for four and a half years, they heard no objection. And in January, Disney's decided to say, hold up. Um, that's not right. They're Mouse right. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, without getting into legal language, it's not right. We still have time, you know, to do this as long as we make something. Um, and <clears throat> they're fighting for this. They're fighting for the rights to the film. Disney has planned on rebooting it as well. Uh, So they do have plans for this, but of course the original writers want it back. So it's an interesting story. And again, it's not, not something we normally talk about, especially the legal side of things, but um, Pete, first of all, the last predator film, the Shane black one, what did you think of it? The ending ruined the movie for me. I actually thought it was a pretty all right movie. Yeah, I thought it was, I didn't think it was good as Predators. You know, it, at times I kind of felt like I was watching something similar to uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, you know, like the Predator coming to Earth in the suburban areas. Um, that was, it felt, it felt very like, oh, we've, we've been here before. This isn't really that new, but um, they did take some angles, but the ending was horrible. Um, with that said, I would have trusted 20th Century Fox more than I trust Disney with this title. Okay. You know? And Disney is planning, like I said, they're planning to reboot it with um, 10 Cloverfield Lane director Dan Trachtenberg at the helm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see 10 Cloverfield Lane? I haven't, that's, I haven't seen that uh, Cloverfield right. yet. I've seen Cloverfield. I haven't seen that one. Um, I believe there's three of them. Yeah. So... I don't know again. I don't know enough about this guy, but it looks to me that it sounds good because Cloverfield Lane gets good reviews. Like people who who like like those type of movies are like that's really good. Um, it's just like I don't know. Like, do I trust Disney with a Predator movie? I feel the same way about Disney with an Alien movie. 
And Marvel just released Alien number one, which is a horror comic. And I actually thought it was really good. So I was like, okay, okay, cool. Like, I know it's a comic book. I know it's not a movie, but I was like, they didn't cheese this up. It isn't, it, it is alien. So it's like, while I do trust the original writers, it's like, if Disney can do it, I, you know, obviously I'm, I'm for it. I just question it because 20th Century Fox had a history of classic sci-fi movies. Like they make, they used to make really good sci-fi. And since Disney has absorbed them, you know, you kind of have your questions about that, you know, and Deadpool included, right? You're kind of like, oh, what's a Disney Deadpool movie going to look like? So it's like, well, what, how does Disney make a movie about a, about a guy who hunts people? Like, it's not really like, I'm not too familiar with them. Has, has the Disney umbrella or what was it? Bueno Vista or whatever it is. Like, have they ever made a a movie kind of like that? Like, it's not really their forte, you know, like they've kind of disnified Marvel a little bit, you know, like for that demographic. So I'm like, well, maybe they can work their magic here. I just Disney. It just, it's just not a name that resonates with something like predator for me. So it's like, I up tiptoe it. No, I mean the, the, the darkest thing that I, I can think of that Disney had its hand in was probably some of the pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Um, you know, with the, some of the ghosts looking and the creatures mm. and some of that stuff. But overall that movie can't, comp- you, I mean, you no. can't compare that no. to a, no. you know, predator could be, I mean, it's what, I guess you would, you could call it a war movie. You know, it's like, there's, it's pretty graphic at times. It's about commandos. And then, you know, predator two is urban detective, but it's, it's drug Lords. And you know, the woman gets saved because she's pregnant. It's there. It's, it gets pretty crazy. I mean, you know, like uh King Willie, <laughs> it's, it's pretty nuts in there. There's people who are skinned alive and everything. And it's, yeah, that, yes. I mean, the predator movies are borderline horror films, um, you know, in a lot of respects. So it would be an interesting take for Disney to have a predator film, um, even if they are using a ten, the ten, Dan Trachtenberg to do the reboot of it, um, I just I'm kind of I'm rooting for these guys to get it back. Um, I'm hoping that because right now they're in the right. And it looks like just from what I know from reading legal documents, um, it looks like there's not much of a case for Disney to stand on in this. But I, they have money, so you never know. Well, that's the thing. Who's going right. to win? Exactly. So you never know how it's going to play out, but I truthfully hope that these two guys get the rights back and get the everything back and that they can go forward and pitch it to other studios, Warner Brothers maybe. Um Lionsgate does movies like that. Um you know, some Universal another, like uh, yeah. Universal they love monsters, like Predator right. monster. So yeah, so some that they can do that and we can get it in another realm in another studio and another reason is for that is just because I feel like Disney owns everything. So Oh, it's like if these guys are the, you know? the writer, the originals, like, yeah, let them get their property back. Like, I, I know, like, you know, no one ever really says that, but I would trust them over it than with it than Disney. Right. And obviously this is a holdover from Fox. I don't want to yeah. like, when did Disney get, well, yeah, when Disney bought Fox, they got all, they had their whole library. And obviously this is a holdover, holdover from that agreement. <clears throat> That's one of the angles Disney is actually trying to use saying that this was done under Fox and. It doesn't work though. It, the 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 notice is right. The termination notice is right. So we'll see what happens there. But it's an interesting story. Uh, something to keep an eye on because this could set precedent for the future films that they have with Fox. If they have any more that are in this situation, uh, where an original screenwriter is trying to get back something that was under Fox and Disney owns now, if they have any kind of termination agreements or whatever, it's something to look forward to. Not look forward to, but just too keep... old to return. Can we get like Arnold back? We never got Arnold <laughs> back for another Predator movie. Well, he keeps doing Commando movie. I mean, not Commando, Terminator movie. So, right? I mean, I actually liked uh, the last Terminator Dark, Dark Fate. Fate. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I liked it, man. I was like, oh wow. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, nothing will ever top Terminator for me. Uh, Terminator is my favorite. I know Terminator Two is the better movie, but it's like right. Terminator One is my favorite. But like, those two movies are great, and I don't, I don't hate Three. I think Three is pretty good. Uh, Genesis is 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 interesting um there's parts of it i like but overall i was like dark fate was really interesting i was really into it and i was like okay cool like i mean hamilton's great you know <laughs> she's just badass <laughs> well the original i mean the original one is is obviously it's a classic mm-hmm. um and it launched pretty much on a short i mean everyone says conan did um, but to me it's the terminator that made arnold schwarzenegger arnold schwarzenegger um so yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, he never would have been cast as Mr. Freeze. 
We always bring it back to Batman. <laughs> we always bring it back. Oh, man. That movie. It's not my fault everyone's been in a Batman movie already. Oh, man. I just, every time I think about that movie, whether it's on TV, oh, so much. I don't know. I there watch so, it. I, I so enjoy much, it, man. It's <laughs> now funny. I can, now, yes, thanks now, God to Nolan, right? Because I'm yeah. sure all the, all, the, all the idiots will take that sound bite. Nolan, I scum! <laughs> like, just but thank God for Nolan. Like, he, I was like, I was okay, like, this isn't, Batman Robin isn't the last Batman movie. Like, I can actually, like, okay, yeah, this isn't great, but. It's so indicative of its time, too. Like, that, every time I say that, you have. George Clooney off off of ER. You have Alicia Silverstone off of Clueless. Like you have these actors in it who are so were so Jim Carrey was in the height of his Carriness. Well, yeah, I mean like, the movie before that. If you think about it, Batman Forever had basically everyone in that movie was the hottest actor at the time. Yeah, so like it's Hot that whole period. With Carrey. Yeah, yeah, those two films just really Uma Thurman like totally was was huge at that time. And oh man, I don't know. It's just. Ah, uh, rest in peace, Joel. Because you know what, you got a piece of my childhood, and I, I you know what, I love it. I said it. I, I, I can look back at those. I liked the movie as a kid. As I got older, yeah, sure, whatever. But like, hey, that that point in time, it was it was a good time to be a Batman fan as a kid. I got some great toys. Oh, if you're a kid, that movie's awesome. Hell yeah, like, man! If you're a kid at that time, it's that- hard for me to have like bad memories about Batman and Robin because it was yeah. so. You yeah. know, like, I was, I was. I was I was ten years old. You got everything. Like you, they were they threw in Batgirl. Like it had everything. Yeah. As a ten year old, what else do I need? Yeah. I don't yeah. care. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm hey. So sorry, not sorry. No, you shouldn't be sorry. And then the next one I got was Begins. Like, come on. I, I know. Ten year old Batman Robin to being old enough to appreciate Begins. I was like, damn, my life is good. It's true. Like, and and. That again, that period of time, like we we all know, begins didn't do well in the box office. So you like, I don't that, know how it did. I saw it like twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Pete was any indication, it would have done a billion dollars because Pete saw it so many times. Oh, I, even yeah. I saw it, I think about five or six times. Oh, and it was me bringing people because they were like, "Oh, another Batman movie." I'm like, no, trust me, this is different. This is good. It's really good. I'm like, you gotta come. So I would bring my friends to see it, and they were like, "Oh, you're so right. This was excellent." Such a different and then, take. And then four years later, Nolanite scum! <laughs> Realism is bad! Oh, God. Uh, like, what rock the, did you crawl out of? It changed everything, though. So it changed the whole genre. Uh, I don't know. I just... Again, every time I think of the of Arnold Schwarzenegger and that in Batman and Robin... Ice gold cool. Uh, <laughs> cool party. <laughs> You're not taking me back to the cool, huh? <laughs> Can you be cold, Batman? Allow me to break the ice. Everything freezes. Oh, God. And even Uma Thurman has some... Curses! Some... <laughs> yeah, we need Lauer here for that. We need Lauer here for that. That's Lauer's line. Oh, man. All right. So let's see. Uh, looking forward, like let's see what happens with this case. I'm really interested to see what happens here because, again, it could be it could set a precedent for what goes on in the future um, regarding these types of deals between the studio yeah. and the writers. I, I just I hope it gets settled fast because I want I would like a new movie. You know? Yeah. I mean, they have one. I like like I said, one. they have a director and they have a plan. So Disney has that in store. Um, but again, I would much rather see the screenwriters get it and then let them do what they want with their their idea you know what the answer is Zack snyder start a hashtag baby <laughs> start a hashtag yes let's let's get a Zack snyder predator film that would be dope that probably would about, be dope <laughs> uh, no no one would complain about anyone dying in that movie nope no he, right. he would direct the hell out of a predator film can you imagine a predator film was like more violent than it'd be like 300 meets his zombie movies like that's how violent and bloody it would be well yeah that's what i mean like he does zombie films and yeah this would be right in that alley Uh, we could see the predator slow-mo and like killing someone oh my gosh (sighs) that'd be awesome i'm all for it somebody somebody get some zaddies on the phone i know they had a big weekend this weekend but uh let's get zach to do some predator (laughs) you heard it here first you heard it here first Pete and I support Zack Snyder doing a Predator film. So if 
So if these if the Thomases win their screenwriter, we will campaign for them to go to Zack Snyder to do Predator. I'm down. There we go. Bring it on. We got it. Get Zack. <laughs> All right, I wanted to close with the the. We, there was another trailer released um, for Here Fast, we go. Fast and Furious Nine. <laughs> he now, loves these movies. He loves them. He loves them. There's yes, yes. I am as if you talked in our little chat group. We talk all the time, and me and Ryan Haas are big fans of the Fast and Furious franchise. Hobbs um, and Shaw is a masterpiece, guys. <laughs> it really is a fun movie. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> So fast the uh, the trailer for Fast Nine the second trailer or the or the official trailer sorry because we got a little teaser before this um came out and if you saw the last film and what they did in that one with the submarine and <laughs> the cars this one just takes that up another level we have flying cars in this movie and they're not Transformers they are actual real cars. Can you Not imagine a, a Transformers Fast and Furious crossover? Dude, that would be the best movie. Directed by Michael Bay? Yup. Oh my God. Oh my God. That would be an incredible movie. <laughs> but yeah. So I know, you know me already. You know I'm going to go see this. this. To me, this is the ultimate male movie. These are the ultimate guy movies. Like there's nothing. There's good looking women. There's fast cars. There's action sequences. There's fighting. Like... It is completely, totally, they're totally guy movies. Um, and women love them because they love Vin Diesel. So, and The Rock. Oh, so they go, God, Vin Diesel. You know, they go to see them. So uh, this one has John Cena in it. And John Cena plays Dom, Dominic Toretto's. <laughs> he plays the lead character played by Vin Diesel, Dominic Toretto's younger brother. Um, I think it's John. I forget his name. Uh, I, they say it in the... I, I haven't watched it in a couple days, so... I thought it was John. But John Cena plays his younger brother. Regardless, it's fine. Um, And the film, the theme between all the films is always about family, so obviously this one's close to home. Charlize Theron is back from the last one. Horrible haircut, by the way. Well, she's playing a computer geek, so if that helps clear it up. Her name is Cypher, and she's a computer whiz. Evil villain computer whiz. The Fast movies gave her horrible haircuts. (laughs) So, Pete, did you see the... How many of these have you seen? I stopped after three. Okay. <laughs> well... I, lo- I actually dig the second movie, but the first movie's so awesome. Yeah. It's... To me, it's so absurd how we went from these guys are stealing DVDs on the back of semis to friggin' outer space. Outer they're, space! Yeah, they're getting there. They are getting to outer space. That's the next... That Fast 10 in, has to be... <laughs> That's the be in space because we can't do anything else. Are you sure? Because at the end, I'm pretty sure that was a rocket car. Like I was, I, I just they went from stealing DVD players yeah. to fly. I know it's true. And it's so absurd. I eat up every bit of it. I don't. And I love Michelle Rodriguez and I love Charlize Theron, but I have like no interest in this movie. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. It is. And I like superheroes. This is how ridiculous it looks. You just summed it up. It is ridiculous, but it is ridiculous fun. Like it is so much fun to I you know when you're watching it like this is completely far fetched none of this could ever happen in a million years but I just love it it's so these movies are so much fun this franchise is giving me so much joy um, John Cena is playing Jacob Toretto there you go Jacob I got I got the J right right so yeah I don't know dude these are so ridiculous like, so <laughs> since you made me watch Gotham. <laughs> Last season, I think you should watch all the Fast and Furious films up to this one, and then uh, go see it. That's fine because I actually really enjoy the first three. <laughs> all uh, right, so there you go. So that's your homework. When did Michelle Rodriguez come back? Six. And when did Gal get cast? She was cast in four, I think. Four, okay. four or five. I don't know why I stopped, but I really did lose interest after four. I don't know why. I'm trying to. Think. The only one who's the only one who hasn't come back really is Ava Mendez's character. Like she was in two with. What with... about that buff dude who always wanted to fight Paul Walker in the first movie? Did he die in the first movie? I don't remember. I haven't seen them in so. No, long. he died in either four or five. Okay. Sorry, I didn't. I just spoiled that for you. But he comes back. You'll get to, his name was. I Vince. mean, you didn't spoil anything. You'll get. To, <laughs> <laughs> you'll get to see it, but um. Yeah, so what is, we know how I felt. What did you think of the rest of the trailer outside of the flying cars? Oh, and- <laughs> it's like this 
just total bombastic steroid ride. Yeah. With cars and ma- I mean, it's it's everything I anticipate from a Fast and Furious movie. It's car porn. It's like this is like a gearhead's favorite film. So like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll check it out. Um, Definitely, check I'll, it. I'll watch it because you know, like, I'm sure you'll want to talk about it on a show. So, but I mean, you gave me something else to binge watch. I, I love the first movie, so I can't wait. Actually, and like I said, the second movie I think is really cool, and the third movie is really good as well. Like with Han, right? I like that one. He, yeah. that's where he gets introduced. Yep. Um. Uh, to be brutally honest, outside the first two, I probably haven't seen. I probably only watched the third one once in the theater. Yeah, that's the one I don't like. The second one's always in, uh, always on like TBS or TNT. It's always on T- TV. They've had six has been on this weekend. I think and Fast Seven was James directed by Juan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously we don't have Paul Walker anymore, so that was that's sad. But man, I can't. I really, I, this was a movie that was delayed. I remember it was supposed to come out last year and it was one of the ones that was pushed back. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Ryan Haas, if you're out there, you'll have to come on. We have to do some kind of retrospective. on. You should films. go see him this way. He can bake you like muffins or something. <laughs> like I'm sure he's, he's doing like some kind of like apple cider, vanilla, cinnamon, honey, crisp muffin, cinnamon, honey, crisp. <laughs> right. And he's, he's probably, hey, guys, check out this muffin I made. I'm like Bobby Crocker over here. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, yeah, he he likes his, he likes to bake for That's sure. Great. For sure. I bet you he's got like an amazing collection of icing in his kitchen. <laughs> he sent me on Instagram, he sent me this place. Pete, we would like this place. The sandwich shop, right? Yeah, you saw it, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I might drive to, it's like, cause I'm still like, if you're flying, I might drive down to Haas town and uh, watch him bake, you know, cookies while I play Mario. <laughs> on, sure his, on his vintage Nintendo. <laughs> that's attached to two TV. No, I want to play his TV with the lights. Like I want to play yeah, Mario yeah, yeah, on yeah, that yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Ryan Haas's world. We just live in it. What, what can, what can we say? He has all the fun stuff. That and I want to play with Nora's toys. Yeah, she has some cool shit too. She got some cool Spin Master Batman figures I want to play with. Oh, to, to, to be, be three years old, right? <laughs> to be a kid again. Oh, it'd be so much fun. All right, so that's that's it. We got through all of the topics. There were more we could we could have just talked about, but we have other shows. We've already we've got a whole week next week, and we've already reached the hour mark. So we have people that we need to keep coming back. So we have to keep having new content. We can't just talk about it all in one show. It'd be four hours. No, take two demo. That'd be it, we would. This would be Zack Snyder straight out of Gotham. <laughs> we did that <laughs> on the Iceberg Lounge. We did. We, we did, did it. the last half hour was a stretch too because I'm like, guys, we got like thirty minutes left. We can do this. We yeah. can do this. Nico was like, ah, he's like, I don't have enough scotch in my glass here. Oh, that guy, he was hammered that night. He, he, it was almost like he was about to sing. He drew on himself. Oh, I, usually, it's a singing. If someone's singing, it's to me. It's always a dead giveaway. They're drunk. <laughs> I was not drunk. I didn't say it was you. I'm just saying. Usually, you, I know drunk. what you meant, though. Me? Uh, I, yes, you. I, of course, you. Of course. Of course. All right, Pete. So let them know what's going on with you all over this fandom atmosphere. Cause you are all over the place. Well, let people know what's going on. Don't mind if I do, <laughs> you could follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite bureau at Pete illustrated. Please follow our show account straight underscore O underscore G on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow my, uh, Italian exploits, for the Italian Spider-Man Coalition at Italians for Spidey. I do that with the, the Crusoe's uh, Sausage and Meatball, uh, Nico and Daddy Batman. Uh, also, please follow my Team Yellow Oval Twitter account at Team Yellow Oval as we try to campaign successfully, nicely, and cheerfully for the Yellow Oval to make its iconic return to the silver screen for the first time since 1995's Batman Forever. Uh, please check out my reviews from Man Bat, Dark Detective, and Detective Comics on BatmanOnFilm.com proper. Please check out Batman on Film YouTube for my toy reviews uh, for Mafex, for Mattel, and for uh, McFarlane action figures. Also check out Batman on Film YouTube for my interviews with Tara Strong, Gray Griffin, Kevin Conroy, Tony Todd, Michael Uslin, 
and a plethora of other sweaty animation legends. Um, what else do we have here? I think that's it, Eric. Why don't you take it away? How do I follow that up? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I do have a little bit of news. I will be when Titans resumes um, this upcoming year. I will be reviewing Titans for Batman on film. My return to writing for Batman on film will be with that show, and I'm looking forward to it because I enjoy that show immensely. And I had fun writing it the first time, so I'm looking forward to go back to it. Uh, so look, you got a check- good season ahead of you just by show show uh, episode names. Yeah, so There's I'm really quite a few forward- cool episodes. Yes, so I'm looking forward to that. So you can check us check me out there. Um, I've been thinking about the next Iceberg Lounge, Pete. So we'll have to talk about that afterwards. But we will be trying to do another Iceberg Lounge sometime this month, maybe beginning of May, uh, depending on schedules. Pete's schedule is kind of iffy again, so we just got to talk about that and see where we go. But we definitely want to do another Iceberg Lounge. Um, <clears throat> you guys, as always, can find me on Twitter at finally thirty three. It's spelled finale thirty three. The same on Instagram. Um, check out again our Facebook page, uh, Straight Out of Gotham Facebook page, and the Straight Out of Gotham, Gotham Facebook group. Uh, the group is actually growing. We've had some new members added, so people are listening to us, Pete, which is good. So I'm going to start a mini blog on on the Facebook group. Um, I'm going to start Ooh. putting little notes and stuff. Whoa. Just little ideas that Ooh, are coming man. into my head. So <laughs> Street talking me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start writing some stuff there and just throwing some stuff up there from you guys, topics for you guys to discuss um, with us. Because uh, again, we can't cover everything here and we can't interact with you here. So I want to try and make that a place where we can do that. Uh, so yeah, I think that's it. Anything else, Pete, you want to say? No, nothing <laughs> at all. I got nothing. All right. So for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. This is straight out of Gotham and we will see you next time. Booyah. <laughs>